There's never enough time to get anything done. Find out what to do on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit, the ultimate list building, tagging, and segmentation tool. To find out how ConvertKit can change your business and double your profits, go to servedomaster.com backslash ConvertKit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. I'm still traveling, so the sound might be a little bit different than normal. This time I'm in the heart of Bangkok, but I'm on the 45th floor, so you certainly can't hear any road noise from up here. Hopefully the sound is good. I can't wait to get back to recording by the beach on the ocean next week, but I'm here for a conference and I talked about it in a previous episode. Today I want to talk about something really special, which is time. Time is absolutely critical, and I find that it's the biggest struggle everyone faces when they're trying to make it online, trying to build their own business. Everyone is always behind schedule. Every single coaching client I work with, every person I do business with, we always end up slipping behind schedule. We think we'll get something done in a month, it takes longer, and it can be frustrating. It feels like we never get anything done. I can tell you that traveling right now, I'm traveling for almost two whole weeks, and I might even have to stay a little bit longer and be away from home for 20 days instead of just 14 and it's very hard to keep your rhythm so how do you get enough done what are you doing traveling has broken my rhythm and some of the things I want to get done are behind but how can we reach maximum efficiency how can we get a really good groove and we've talked in some previous episodes a few episodes ago about morning rituals and about getting ready for the day and having habits of success but I want to kind of look at it from another angle Every day, we only have so many hours available. We have 24 hours available if we don't sleep. And the more things we have filling up that day, the less time we have. I'm so used to losing time that we don't realize is there. When you drive to and from work, you say it's a 15 minute drive, but really, when we measure how far drives are, we never measure them accurately. We always say, oh, it's a 15 minute drive, but we consider when we get in the car to when we turn off the car. But really, it's from when you walk out the front door of your house, right? It's when you start leaving to when you sit in your desk at your office. If you get to the office and you're in the parking lot at 9 a.m. and you walk in, you take the elevator up to your desk, and you sit down at 9.12, guess what? You're late. So you don't do that, do you? You want to be at your desk by 9. So we have this way when we're talking about commutes, especially of massaging the numbers. And the way we measure time is inaccurate, and it's why we feel like there's never enough time. Instead of trying to find more time, we want to eliminate some of the time that we waste. What I'd rather you do is find one area where you're spending time that's inefficient or you shouldn't be doing it and remove that inefficiency, remove that time-wasting activity. There are certain things that I do that waste time. I can tell you last night I got distracted. I haven't watched TV in a long time and I downloaded all of my favorite investing shows. They had two episodes of the show where they help inventors. They had two episodes of the show where the guy travels out and invests in business and helps grow business. And they had two episodes of the other one that I like where the guy buys really big orders to grow small companies. Six episodes of TV show. 
and I watched them all in one day. I, uh, I couldn't sleep. I, ha I was traveling again this morning. So sometimes when I know I'm moving around from city to city, it distracts me or affects my ability to sleep. And I was watching everything. Now, I saw recently, speaking of television, that the average American watches eight hours of television a day with the highest television consuming culture in the world. The report I was watching, I think it was mostly about children, though, was that children watch that, not, not as much adults. But I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are plenty of adults who watch that much television every single day. We come home from work, finish work at five o'clock, sit in front of the TV at 5.30, watch TV till midnight. That's six and a half hours of television without thinking about it. Huge blocks of time. And we're always absorbing and spending time doing things that don't matter. Now, I don't want you to think that leisure time is a waste. It's okay to have time where you decompress, but it's important to be aware of what you're doing. Now, one of the good things about the way I watch TV, because I recorded all my shows and watched them, I watched them without commercials. Instead of watching 60 minutes per show, it's closer to 40 minutes. That means I can watch three shows that I download in the time it takes other people to watch too. So I actually only watched around four hours of television. Still a lot, it's still a huge amount. It's still more television than I watched in the previous 10 days. Average, I watch maybe 30 minutes of television a day at most. I download something here and there. I rarely finish shows, I rarely watch movies, but we wanna start developing habits. And one of the big habits we have is television, everyone has it. And start to take control of things. Even if your problem right now is that you watch too much television, it's sucking away your time, just switch to watching recordings. This will give you more control. The problem with television, the reason it's such a curse, there's no beginning and there's no end. You can turn on television and watch it forever. A long time ago, when I was young and even before I was young, television would turn off at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. It would turn into a test pattern. There'd be nothing left. They would say, uh, you know, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. We'll be back tomorrow at 6. See you then. Nothing to watch tonight. And at least then, television had a beginning and an end. That's over. That's finished now. Now you can watch television to your heart's content for hours and hours, days and days for the rest of your life on end. And we get sucked into it because we enjoy being entertained. The problem is that when you're watching television, your brain has the same activity as when you're sleeping. You're doing nothing. Start with small changes and say, you know what? TV's not that efficient. I'm gonna start watching no more commercials and get back around 20 to 30% of the time I spend watching television. I wanna recapture that time. That's the first way to start recapturing time. The second thing I want you to look at as we're beginning to look at ways to stop doing things that are bad is what are you doing with your phone? Some people check their phone for several hours a day. You get text, Facebook messages, tweets, emails. We start getting all these messages to our phone, right? We think that it's such a convenience. My phone is not connected to most of the things that I do. Right now, probably with, I have a foreign number, probably three or four people know the number uh, while I'm traveling in Thailand. But when I switch back to my island phone number, again, only maybe 10 people know that number. I don't give away my contact details for instant contact to very many people. Instead, what people get is Skype or my email, and most people get my business Skype, which doesn't go to my phone as well. I do have a second Skype, which goes to my phone, and I only have that actually turn on my phone while I'm traveling here. Normally, when I'm back home, I don't have that either, but it's the way people communicate where I am instead of texting, so it's me adapting a little bit. But your phone can become a massive distraction. You start reading your favorite news sites, you start following social media, I was talking to my friend the other day. We've all seen massive numbers of viral videos. They become part of the social consciousness, things we can talk about. But I always miss them. He um, was bringing up like several different really popular trending social uh, videos right now that are trending on social media that people that are very viral that people are doing. And I hadn't seen any of them. I hadn't even heard of them because I'm out of the loop. I've always been out of the loop on viral videos, even 10 and 15 years ago. 
but we get it in the loop because we want to know what's going on. I used to watch television so that when other people would have stuff to talk about, I could join in the conversation. I didn't want to feel left out. We develop these ideas that think, oh, it's really important to be part of the conversation when people are talking about television. And our desire to be social causes us to do things that are efficient. So what I want you to do is look at your phone and say, are there things on here that are hurting my time and not doing any benefits? The great majesty of social media is that we pay social media and we do all the work. We create all the content, we create the videos, we do everything. And then someone else places the advertising and pays them and we pay, create the content and absorb all the ads. We're doing all the work. It's like reality television, right? Like we're it's regular people doing all the work. Stop doing work for free. I, as crazy as it sounds, as crazy as it sounds and as surprising as I hate the internet, I hate being online. If I'm not working, I don't like to be online. I don't really like to spend hours and hours. I probably have five non-work websites I like to go to, I think. I go to one news website, two comic books, and there's probably two I go shopping on. So it's probably five. It's probably more than five, but that's what I can think of right now. I have a very small number of websites I go to. It doesn't interest me very much. Uh, I, you know, I go online to do research or things like that, but most of the time, right? Like I don't like to go online for pure entertainment. I don't like to just sit there and bounce around. Now we developed that habit because we work jobs we hate. We used to go into work at having so much free time that we just want to fill the time by messing around online. We get used to it. We develop that habit. I used to have that habit very strongly. It's not something that I got rid of overnight. Okay, I've been working for myself with no boss for seven years. To me, seven years to get where I am right now. Many of these habits I had one, two, three years ago, okay? So you could work for yourself online for four or five years and still have the same bad habits I did. I still have bad habits that I need to break. But removing these things from your phone is the first step. It's an easy step, okay? Before we start thinking about the computer, there's things on our phone that distract us. Then, yeah, when you next look, look at your computer and say, you know what, I'm only gonna check my email once a day or twice a day or once a week. I only check my email once a day and that's a great freedom. It keeps me from getting distracted. Not only does it keep me from checking email, it keeps me from thinking about checking email. Like, oh, I wonder if I'm gonna have an email with this or what if I have an email with that. Removing that stress, removing that thought from your mind, removing that distraction is very valuable. It allows you to be free throughout the day. That's what it gives me is a great freedom. If I'm working at seven or eight o'clock at night and I'm working on a podcast or something else, I'm not thinking, oh, I hope I don't have an emergency email. I don't even worry about it because I know I don't check emails for another 12 hours. And as you train the people you do business with and explain over and over again what you do, you'll stop getting emergency emails. That's why I mention all the time in podcast episodes and blog posts all over the place, I talk about how I don't check email all the time. I'm setting expectations. The reason I do that is so if you email me, you won't be surprised if it takes you one to two days to get a reply from me because we're in different time zones. It could be as much as 47 hours. You know, if I'm way ahead and I'm traveling the game right now, sometimes my rhythm's a little bit off, but I never go more than two days. And normally it's 99% of the time, it's every single morning. But I can't always guarantee that because something happens or I get distracted or I sleep in or the internet goes out for a day, but very high response rate. But once a day, that allows me to have the rest of the day free. That allows me to create a little bit of freedom. And I want you to think about little things you have in your day that are sucking up time without giving you any return. It's fine to have things, right, that give us a return that are efficient. It's fine to spend time watching television 
if it decompresses you for an hour or two. It's time, fine to spend time with your friends or working out and all of those things. What we want to look at is these little habits and activities that are sucking up time and giving us nothing in return. It's when you have five or six bad habits throughout the day. You know, you spend your time in the car to and from work during your commute just listening to music on the radio. So that's time that's lost that you could spend more efficiently if you wanted to. That's not so bad, but then when you're in the bathroom, again, you just listen to comedy stuff and you end up spending more, longer in the bathroom than normal because you read on the toilet. You have a, a bathroom habit. Then you have another habit of when you uh, get home from work, you spend an hour in the bathtub every night reading a book. Then you watch television for two hours. It's not having leisure or relaxing things that's a problem. It's when you have too many stacking. There's a lot of talk about positive habit stacking and there's a great book about habit stacking. The whole idea is building positive on top of positive habits, one habit at a time. And the first step is to start looking at removing habits. It's a lot easier to remove those habits and replace them with something than it is to try and just start new ones from nothing. So what we're looking for is opportunities and ways to take control of your time. Another problem is that we lose our motivation when the goal is too far away. So as you're organizing your time, if you're thinking about a project and you're going, okay, this project's only gonna take me six months and I'll make that first dollar, that's brutal. I'm always trying to push people to get things done as fast as they can to make that first dollar, even if it's imperfect. It's better to put out something that's incomplete than to put out nothing at all. I know there's the fear of putting out something that's inferior and hurting your reputation and I totally understand that and I don't want to push you into that where you're doing something that you're not happy with because that's not what I believe in. But what I do believe in is doing stuff, getting it out there, and then improving it. For example, let's take an example. You put out your book on Amazon. You put out your first book on Kindle. Okay, it's not really ready. It's not 100% ready for prime time. You'd like to do one more edit. But it's better to get a version up, so you at least have a version out there. You sell two or three copies. You only make 80 cents in profit, but you get that feeling of money coming in, and then you can re-edit the book, send it back to Amazon, push it, update the, 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 the copy those three people have anyways and that during that time you can then improve the book sorry if you heard that hopefully i'll be able to remove the ringing of a doorbell for some reason at this hotel they ring my doorbell about every 30 minutes to want to bring me another treat or another snack and i want to spend my time with you another example right we are talking about time and something surprising happens taking control of your time and trying to develop good habits is about setting goals that you can see in the short term. See, right now all I'm thinking about is I really wanna get further ahead with my podcast recordings. Right now, I'm doing okay. I'm actually recording episodes about a week in advance. The problem is that I need to get uh, two weeks ahead to have real freedom and real efficiency. So if I'm only one week ahead, uh, that means that right now it's a Friday, I'm recording next Friday's episode, I won't get back the edits until next Wednesday or Thursday. It takes the person who edits my audio, they edit the audio, they write the notes that become the downloadable PDF that helps me. All of that content, right, that I give back to you and that I add and try to increase the value. And now, in fact, what we're trying is to get time codes on these episodes. But if I don't record two weeks in advance, there's not enough time for them to get back all the bonus stuff to make their episodes better. So finding enough time means really focusing on a task in the short term. So I'm trying to record multiple episodes every day so that I can get from one week ahead to two weeks ahead. As you may have noticed over the last few weeks because I've been traveling, um, the episodes have actually been done, but I'm not always able to get online to activate them. What I really want to do, OK, 
okay? And I have this specific goal is to have all of my episodes done for the, for the following week, all of my notes and all of the edits back to me by Saturday so that on Sunday, Sunday can be the day that I do all of my podcasts for the rest of the week and, and pre-set up Monday through Wednesdays, Monday through Friday's episodes so they're all done and they automatically go out. I don't have to think about it. Having a goal and putting it right in front of you puts it to the top of your priority tree. The reason I say that is so that right now there are many other things I could be working on. I have other projects, you know, the magazine I've mentioned to you that I'm interested, I'm excited about. Uh, I'm finishing and working on my podcasting course. I want to work on uh, additional content, some really cool done for you stuff for my networking course that's already live. But all of those things, how do I choose which one to work on, how to choose which one's efficient? We have to really focus and become focused on or create goals around the thing that would be most valuable to get it done in the short term. As much as it's great to follow the things that we're excited about, oftentimes I get excited about projects that aren't going to make money for a long time. I'm most excited about some of my projects that might not make money for six months or a year. Sometimes it takes a long time. So we have to prioritize the things sometimes that are short term and it will make money sooner. We have to begin to set those things. So how do we get excited about short term? And that's by creating smaller goals. When something's really far away, if I think right now, oh, I'm recording a podcast episode that I don't have to release for 10 days, it doesn't really feel that important. I'd rather, when I was editing the podcast episodes myself, I would record the episode in the morning, edit it, create all the notes, and then release it that night. The problem is that takes up so much time that I wasn't getting anything else done. It was really affecting the rest of my business and so I realized I had to bring in someone outside to edit the audio for me, right? That takes a massive amount of time. I can record an episode in 25 or 30 minutes, but editing will take me three hours. It's a huge time difference for me. So editing takes lots and lots of time, but bringing in professionals allows me to be more efficient. So sometimes when you're looking at time, you go, oh, it would be better for me to bring in someone to help with a task that's very time consuming rather than very complex. That's the, the things we look at. The same thing for my assistant, having an assistant help me uh, to organize some of my research and to build outlines. She does work that's very time intensive rather than work that's very complex. Because sometimes we, as much as I enjoy it, and I actually really enjoy making slides and things about course preparation, but they take massive amounts of time. So it's not a good use of my time. It's not a good use of time and productivity to benefit ratio. A lot of this comes from spending a long time and being in this business a long time and working for yourself for a long time. So I want to manage your expectations a little bit. You're not going to instantly become a working powerhouse. What I want you to do is slowly take control of different parts of your time, different parts of your schedule. Take back these little pieces of your schedule. Take back 10 minutes a day. Take back 20 minutes a day. And while you're working on that, while you're removing uh, different things, whether it's checking your email all the time or getting distracted by Facebook or watching television shows that aren't edifying or educational or valuable in any way. They're just kind of time sucks. They make you laugh, but then your time disappears. While you're doing all of that, also focus on putting goals in front of you that are short term. The big mistake new marketers make is creating something and being very far away from it happening. I see this all the time. People start a book and they don't release it for three, six, seven months. That huge space, that huge amount of time between now and seeing something happen online, their motivation slowly disappears. And it's not active, okay? It's not intentional. But when things slip away, slowly, 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 we get distracted by other things that are going on in life. It happens to me too. Right now, okay, my, I'm recording this today, I wanted my 
new book, 20K in a Day, it should have come out yesterday. It's not going to come out all the way until January. Now, there are a couple of reasons for that. Two different editors I hired quit in the middle and sent back the entire payment. That's never happened to me before. Two different uh, things happened. And part of my problem is that I waited too long to send it to the first editor because I didn't realize that the first editor might quit and send it all back. I didn't realize that the second editor who would do actually do a bunch of work, do about 30% of the work and sent me back 30% of the processed content and then send it back in all the money. So I'm now on the third editor. It's unexpected, but sometimes things happen and we end up behind schedule and it's disappointing to me. And I know that when I push back a book launch, then it stops becoming a focus for me. And even this week, I was noticing that I really need to spend more time curating and working on all my books on Amazon, working on rebuilding the rankings and paying attention to that. I'm so distracted because I'm doing 50 other things. I'm a one-man band that certain areas sometimes lose that focus and they start losing that love. But when you wait too long to launch a book, if you don't feel like it's ready or if you wait too long for any project, you start to lose that sense of motivation. That's why I'm always obsessed with releasing stuff as fast as possible. I was tempted to start this podcast one month later. I thought about pushing back the launch of the Servant Master book another month, but I resisted that because I knew it's better to put it out imperfect than to wait and never do anything. But my website, still, it's not perfect. It's closer and closer, but it's better to do something that's 80% there just to get something live so at least you're in the game. After you've put your book out there into the world, after you've released your videos, you can replace them. You can go into YouTube, you can go into Vimeo, you can go into Amazon, and you can click replace, and it will let you upload a new file. I can do the same thing for podcast episodes too. Anything I release, I can create, edit, improve, and release a better version, and it's okay. So I'm constantly improving things. I go back and edit old books all the time. All of those things, they can be changed. So realize that one of the ways to start feeling good about how you spend your time is to get a feeling of success. And instead of waiting for perfection and releasing something that makes you that first dollar quickly, that's very valuable to get you that taste. That first dollar online is absolutely critical because there's a huge difference between zero and one dollars. After that first dollar, you don't really have that same feeling until you make a thousand dollars in the same day. That's the second time you get that strong feeling. But you want to feel like, wow, success online is really possible. I can really do something great. So as we're thinking about time and as we're thinking about recapturing your schedule and recapturing efficiency, think about removing things that are a waste of time, taking back small pieces of time throughout the day, developing habits and stacking habits that are positive rather than negative, setting goals that are short-term and achievable, and focusing on making that first dollar online as quickly as possible so that you activate your higher level of motivation. When you follow these steps, when you take these correct actions, it will make a very big difference in your business and in your success because you'll begin to feel that efficiency and over time your efficiency will improve more and more and more. Even seven years later, I still see ways I can be more and more efficient. I still have things that sometimes take me too long to release or I feel like I'm behind schedule. And other people look at my productivity and they go, what are you talking about? You do two or three products a month, you do 20 podcast episodes a month, you mix in a bunch of blog posts, you do all of these other things, but we all measure ourselves in different scales. I'm constantly trying to improve and by opening the veil, by being honest with you about how I want to improve and the things I want to do to be better and better, I want you to see the path in front of you so you can feel, okay, there's always ways to get better. I don't have to feel bad about myself. I want you to feel like we're on the same journey together. Rather than I'm at the top of the mountain, I'm just closer to the top than you. And we're on the same journey. So you can take control of your time. You can recapture some of that lost time. You can find that efficiency. And you can start really, really succeeding online.
you can be in charge of your own destiny. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Email your questions to podcast at servenomaster.com and your question with my answer might appear in the next episode.